Hello friends, it's Rachel, and I'm back for another episode of my Miniature Obsession podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I want to first apologize for the sound of my voice, but let me explain. And I also want to apologize for the delay in delivering this new podcast. But my family got, and I got COVID, and we've been sick for almost two weeks. It's actually been a little over two weeks, and it's actually felt like years. (laughs) It was not fun. And I feel like every day brought on a new sickness. I mean, we had it all. We had the stomach aches. We had the headaches, the cough, the sore throat, the earaches. I don't know. The list goes on and on. And it just has been two weeks of not being able to leave the house. But we did manage to get lots of sleep and just take care of each other the best that we could. And I can finally report that we're now feeling better, thankfully. The kids, um, my kids still haven't gone to school. And I know that they're really eager to get started. And I know I am too, because we're going a little stir crazy here. And my son is actually probably sick of making miniatures with me. I have him doing a bunch of little small projects for me for my upcoming box my subscription box which ships on the 5th of October so much so that I'm actually ahead of schedule and it just it feels so good to be ahead of the game and not behind I know you probably know what I mean when I say that so with that said I'm opening up the cart back up to um, probably two to three new subscribers because Like I said, I'm ahead of the game and it just feels so good. I know that it won't last long. So if you've been wanting to sign up for the subscription box, now is your chance. Now, if you haven't heard about my subscription box, let me explain. It's a small box that's delivered to your door every other month. And it's small because, well, inside have dollhouse miniatures in 112 scale. So they are fun and festive miniatures for your dollhouse. They will range from DIY projects, seasonal items to decorate with. Some will have a featured artist like this month, which I'm super excited to share with you. And then I'll also be introducing soon a front door project. So in some of the boxes, you'll have that as well. I'm having so much fun curating these boxes for you. So like I said, the next box ships on October 5th and the cart will again be open for three new subscribers. And this is because it's all handmade, so miniatures take time. So the number of boxes that I ship out is very limited. So if you, again, if you are interested, head on over to minisubscriptionbox.com to get signed up. So that's minisubscriptionbox.com to get signed up. All right, so let's chat a little bit about today's episode. I had the privilege of talking with Cassie of Tinkerbell Makes. I met Cassie on Instagram, and she's a 2 and 3D designer, and she's also a graphic designer, and she's got passion for all things small. So Cassie and I have a lot in common. So I reached out to her and just asked to have, you know, a mini conversation with me. And so I hope that you enjoy her conversation as much as I did. 
If you did, I have a favor. Would you please take a screenshot of it and share it on your social media and tag me at Mike Drop Miniatures. And while you're there, if you'd be so kind to leave a review on my podcast, I'd love to hear what you think about the podcast and how I can bring you the best content for future episodes. So thank you in advance. Oh, and when you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. All right. Thank you and take care. And I hope to hear from you soon. Hello, friends, and welcome to My Miniature Obsession Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Karf. This podcast is about all things miniature. We will explore the world of minis and all its raw talent, dedication, patience, and the new energy of this art form. Hear from miniature hobbyists and professionals from all over the world. We will gain a deeper insight into the creative processes that drive them. We will also explore what their biggest struggles are, their most devastating failures, and the most uplifting successes. I hope to encourage and inspire you in your miniature hobby, because even the ordinary become extraordinary in miniature. Well, thank you for meeting me today. I really appreciate it. I came across your work on um, Instagram, and it said that you are a 2 and 3D designer, and that you love to integrate new digital and technology skills into your work. And I think that's why I was drawn to you, because I'm the same. I love, I think being a graphic designer, I love all the techie stuff and the the cool printers and gadgets and 3D. So I just have to say that you have beautiful work. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, I love it. So can you, to get us started, can you tell us a little bit how you got started with miniatures? Yeah, so I, so I quit, I quit my job like just before the pandemic, just coincidentally to do art full time. And I was doing other things, you know, I have graphic design background. So, you know, I was, I was trying to use my skills in an artistic way that like made some money, made me happy and slowly, but surely I just sort of like worked my way into miniature. And I was like, well, I'm here. Yeah. (laughs) This is what we're doing now. (laughs) So did you find like things on Instagram or the social media that you know, you were drawn to small things or have you just kind of found it one day and picked it up? Oh, you know, like I was, so I was into it as a kid. Right. But then, um, I found these old plans, um, these like 1920s dollhouse plans. And I was like, I wonder if I could make these like with a laser cutter instead of fretwork. Cause it's like an old fretwork design. And so I digitized all the lines and I worked them out. And then I realized, oh my gosh, a laser cutter is crazy. (laughs) So then I started exploring like the different other technologies that could work in miniature. And I was just, I was hooked. I was like, whoops, this is it. I'm here. (laughs) I know I have so many. So what kind of laser printer do you use? Oh, I don't have one. Oh, you oh, don't. No. I don't have a laser cutter. I wish I had a laser cutter. Um, I know, I know a couple people who have them. So 
when I want to test something out, I'll, you know, send files and be like, will you, will you cut this for me? Um, so I did, I had, I had those 1920s fretwork patterns cut and it was really cool to see them. Cause like, I don't, you know, they probably haven't been made in a hundred years and we made them with a laser. <laughs> so do you still have that house? Um, I didn't, I didn't make the whole house. I, um, I only cut out a couple pieces of furniture just to, just to like, see it, to do it, you know, to really feel it. <laughs> okay. I definitely want a laser cutter. I'm just trying to convince my husband because the one I, I'm in the basement, that's where my creative space is. And I think it's like 500 pounds. And he, when I told him that he's just kind of like, hmm. Uh, let's rethink that but I still really 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 want one so so you um I also loved on your your Instagram that kind of resonated with me is it said you live a life of learning and that's so me too I feel I love to learn behind me as you can see I have books and books and books because I love to learn even though I haven't really touched half of them I really really love to learn so yes. how, how do you find resources and what do you love to learn about? You know, I, I feel pretty strongly that like somebody has probably already done whatever I want to do, right? If there's some like thing I want to accomplish, I, I'm almost positive somebody has already done it. I just have to like figure out who they are, what their niche is, what, what they're up to. Um, Luckily, there are tons of people in the miniature, you know, genre doing all sorts of stuff. So if I, you know, think I want to, I want to make a fridge, you know, great. A hundred people have made fridges. And mm -hmm. so there's, you know, skills and inspiration and tutorials and just everything already there. Whatever you want to learn, it's, it's there. It's ready for you to just show up and soak it up. So. so mostly um internet so you don't do you have where are you calling from I don't even know where do you live um I'm I'm in Seattle Seattle okay so is there any miniature communities there groups you know I I don't know um we're you know we're we're kind of slowly getting back out into okay. public um I don't I don't know I haven't started even thinking about I really want to go to shows because I know that they're Mm -hmm. there are a lot of classes at shows and I'd be so into taking one of those mm -hmm. um so like once those start going again I'd love to like meet people in real life and you know learn know. learn some stuff with my hands that'd be great I know but, I yeah. just I just um I think I mentioned this before but when I was at Hobby Lobby I saw a sign do you love dollhouse miniatures and I'm like oh the sign is you know me yes of course so here there's a group of ladies like 10 miles from my house that that have the same passion and they get together once a month so, that's awesome that's amazing so I bet you there's more people in your community than you think that you could get together with totally yeah so let's explain your style you definitely love vintage right yes yes like a little like a little mid-century I just, I love it. I love like the round curves and like the bubble edges and just all the space, like space styling. Um, I like, I like Victorian stuff, but it, 
I, I don't know. I'm all over the place. I love everything. It's a mess. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. So is your like real house decorated with more vintage things or just do you like creating that way? Um, I, I really like miniatures because I get to make stuff that like I would never have in real life. You know, I, I would never have a retro fridge in my house, but like I get to create the like crustiest old retro fridge in the world or, you know, like the, the cool man, like the Coleman camper that I made. I don't camp. I'm not a camper. I'm a city girl. <laughs> oh, you mean the cooler? So, yeah. Yeah. So like that. it gives, mm-hmm. it gives me like these connections to, to stuff that I I don't really have, you know, room for in my life, <laughs> in real life. <laughs> I fell in love with your cast iron pans because they look so real. Oh, thanks. So, Those are just free files from Thingiverse. You can go okay. download them and print them and make them for yourself. How you cool make it is sound that? so easy, but can you talk a little bit about, <laughs> so, at, so, okay, let's, back up a little what kind of 3d printer are you using is it um resin? i have i have two i have uh i have the the fdm and then the resin for different different mm-hmm. kinds of builds you know one builds kind of big and is like a, a replica for like wood you know i use i use that one kind of like my, my wood the, machine that's the filament yeah, the filament. Yeah. And then the resin is like really fine, small, scary detail, beautiful work stuff. And like glass work. So what kind of um, resin one do you have? Um, I I have an any cubic okay. for both of them, actually. Uh, I have That's a photon have. for the for the resin guy. That's what I'm using. I still feel like I'm still playing with it. Um yeah I yes every every day I am humbled what (laughs) did you find it frustrating to get started like I did um yes but I I honestly was really reassured like reassured that everybody else has the same problems like it's not it's not just me it's it's kind of a new learning curve right mm. the first time I learned how to sell that was an absolute mess and and you know I took solace in the fact that everybody else's thing looked a mess too so <laughs> yeah um we're all newbies together and I really appreciate that actually <laughs> I really admire your glass work too because the biggest issue I have with glasses is well one I don't even know how to you tint it's so your tinted pieces are so beautiful but like when you have a clear piece mine always turn yellow do you ever have that so do you spray it first with like anything before you cure it you know I I have heard that if you um so if you clean it and then dry like just let it air dry or whatever and then this seems kind of paradoxical to me, but um, hit it with like a like a UV like coating, so it doesn't like a UV coating, and then and then it won't yellow. 
Okay. Because like the yellowing is like the overexposed. That's honestly, that's kind of why I like tinting it. Like when you throw blues and greens in there, it doesn't really matter if it yellows ever so slightly. And what you are know? you using again to tint? Is it just like an eyedropper thing that you mix with your resin? Yeah, it's um, it's just like UV. It's just resin tint. They're just oh. resin tints that you would get for any kind of resin project and just like mix it in real well. Sometimes it settles. Um, so like you got to like mix it in if you leave it in there. Okay. So are you at the point yet where you're going to get a second one? Because I almost thought about it. Like maybe I should get a second <laughs> printer and then I can really go to town. <laughs> um, you know, I have, I have the two and the two keep me really busy. I do. I mean, of course, I wish I had a million. <laughs> I wish I, I wish I had a whole workshop of them. Um, but you know, the two keep me really busy, honestly. And one other thing I love is your printed pieces. Um, I'm really into, you know, print being a graphic designer. You always are worried about the end result. And printing sometimes can be frustrating. Especially now you add in, now you're printing really little. So what's your success for printing or any tips you can give people for printing? Uh, like, uh, just like, like I'm paper? Sa- yeah, paper. Sorry. So oh, Okay. Like, yeah, your printed pieces are just always so beautiful. Um, I, I don't, I don't have a secret. I have a laser printer and I just, I just print them. And it, (laughs) I try, I try to design really, um, clean without a lot of of, like stuff in there, because I know that when it shrinks, you're going to lose all of the clarity. So I try and design knowing that it's going to get weird and I do lose a couple, like I, I lose some things like there's, you know, funny sort of cheeky text on stuff that gets too small to read. Yeah. And maybe sometimes that's for the best, but like, yeah, I just, I design thinking about the small and, and I do, I lose stuff. It's, it happens. <laughs> so do you use a cricket at all? I have a silhouette, so okay. I'm actually a little bit limited in what I can cut. Um, I hear that the Cricut can cut anything. <laughs> if you have the maker, it can cr- cut up to, well, I found I'm really only successful with one um, sixteenth inch. I think that's the biggest, actually. Um, but still, it's not perfect. But yeah, I can cut a lot of things. I have to say, I loved your little stickers too. You oh made my. one of those Thank notebooks you. and the stickers that you made are adorable. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I try and think of like the most kind of absurd thing that I can do. Like, is this even possible? And I try and push it to the very edge of like what will break I had a couple sticker designs that they just wouldn't cut right because you know the designs were wrong or the shapes were wrong or whatever it couldn't turn that corner just right Mm -hmm. so you know I had to push it to the very edge of like what would work physically (laughs) with the machines and let's talk size you mostly work in play scale right I do yeah I just maybe I don't know maybe I'm like a 
and it, one twelve scale just feels really small to me. Okay. I yeah. So. Well, half scale. Oh my, or, you know, half scale and under to me is like <laughs> can't do it. Can't do it. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I well, I love love your work. Like I said, so in your website you have a store where people can do digital downloads, which is awesome, and you even have tons of freebies. And I've also noticed. I you are really um, generous with your tutorials. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I have. I actually, I I was gonna say I feel really guilty. I have a bunch more that I need to upload. Actually, um, I I really want this sort of stuff to feel accessible because a lot of you know a lot of it involves new stuff. You know, three D printing and laser cutters and all this stuff just sounds really scary so it's you know it's important to me that it be fun and open and accessible and I just want people to not be intimidated by the whole mess of it yeah yeah and I, I mean I appreciate the tutorials and things because you know I've done a few myself and they're time consuming I don't think people realize how time consuming sometimes it can be especially if you got to do voiceover or I mean, I think you even had the text going on it. I mean, that takes time. <laughs> so out of all the things that you do, because you do a lot, I mean, you're doing the printing, the cutting, the 3D, all that, the laser. What's what's your most favorite, would you say, thing to make? I I don't know. I I just, it doesn't really matter what I'm making. My favorite thing is when somebody comes with a story. They'll like see a piece and they'll be like, oh my gosh, I remember this time and, and have a story. Yeah. So like, I, it doesn't really matter what I'm doing. If I can get like somebody to like provide me with like, you know, this like emotional tidbit, I'm like, yes, that's it. Mm -hmm. I like evoked this thing in you. Um, well, I can so, tell you mine that resonated with me. Oh my gosh, with, yes, please do. <laughs> with your work is, I mentioned you the cast iron skillet. Um, it's because of my grandma. She had this wood stove that was, one, their heat source for their whole house. But two, that was what she cooked on. Even though she had the, the modern stove, she always went to the cook stove to cook and I don't, I don't know how she did it because you can't regulate heat, but whenever I think or see one of those skillets, I think of my grandma and I actually, my husband and I, that's what we cook on now mostly is our cast iron pans. So mm -hmm. that's what I thought of when I saw your, your beautiful that's, pan with my grandma. <laughs> thank you so much. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. My, you know, my grandparents used to throw a pot of beans onto the cook stove in the winter too so I think, I think it's just a grandparents thing <laughs> I think so but they are they are really nice to to cook with for sure and speaking of them that I didn't even ask you so like you know you talked about oh we just printed out as a free download but I think what makes you so special is the the end detail you have so much detail in the I think it's paint that you use or, you know, to make it look kind of rusty, used. I think that's where your creations come to life is the end result of making them look Thank real. Thank you. 
Yeah. Because anyone I think can print it off, but it's what you, <laughs> what you do at the end to make them look real, which is so amazing. The cool thing about 3D printing is if you mess it up, you can just print another one. Mm -hmm. So like, don't be afraid to experiment. Like, what does this paint do? What does this other paint do? What is, you know, what happens if I jam, you know, hot glue in here? Like what, you know, you're free to experiment because you can just make a new one. Like if you totally destroy it, no problem, make a new one. Um, and that, that freedom, even just knowing that that's a possibility is really, it's super freeing to me, you know, like it just, oh, I can, I can make a mistake. It's not a big deal. You know, this isn't some, you know, $40 kit that I bought off eBay that was only made for two years in the seventies. And if I ruin it, it's, you know, mm. it's fine. Print a new one. <laughs> well, that'll bring me into my next thing. Then you, I'm going to quote you here from Instagram, not to put you on the spot, but sure. this was an older post, I believe that you had. And so maybe you evolved or maybe your thinking is different now, but maybe you can, you know, have a little more to say on it, but you said, I hate being bad at stuff. And the acknowledgement that I will almost certainly be bad at it the first time um, usually keeps me from even trying. And when I read that, I think a lot of people feel that way. Like, oh, I oh, yeah. can't do that. I'm not an artist or oh, it'll just suck or, you know, anything. So is there anything? Do you still feel that way? Absolutely. Like every day. I, you know, am learning a new thing. So like every day I have to be pretty bad at something, you know? And that's fine. Like it, you just, I guess that was kind of a relationship, you know, give and take I had to make with miniatures. If I want to make miniatures all day, I'm probably going to be an absolute novice and I'm going to fail a ton. And it's scary and it's, I guess it's fine. It's humbling and it's fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I am absolute trash at tons of stuff that I do and I don't die. And like, keep trying. Yeah, I just, I get up the next morning and I'm excited to try again and a new thing or a different thing or start over. Like, it's just, totally fine <laughs> you know I love that no when I read that it was just I think a lot of people feel that way or even my kids say that to me sometimes like oh, I don't know how to do that or I won't be good at that I'm not gonna try I hear that all the time so that's awesome that you are trying so what is next for you what do you think you're gonna make like how do you wake up and say, oh, I think I'll make this today. Do you have a running list of things you want to make? Um, I do. I have I have a huge list. The next, so my next like thing to be conquered is walls. I really want to figure out what to do about walls, or maybe not walls. Like, I really like the idea of creating the, you know, the illusion of space without actually like blocking it into a box. I don't know. So I feel like a 
so like a piece of paper that like let's just say wallpaper type things but it looks like there's a room like on I was the thinking paper? like a like a bookcase that surrounds a window and a floor so like not I don't know walls I'm I'm playing with like how mm. to how to give the idea of space and I'm playing with space next I'm grappling with it that sounds amazing I wish I could crawl in your head right now and just see what <laughs> you're seeing because it it sounds really cool so is this something you would do on your 3d printer or is this something more graphic like 2d think so I think what I'm going to play with next is some foam I'm going to try some like foam carving to do you know maybe like some brick walls or stone I I'm not sure I've been watching a lot of tutorials about foam carving and painting and distressing and scene work so I think I might try some brick walls one wall for starters see how that goes i've got windows and i need a place to put them (laughs) i will be watching one thing we didn't talk about is your clay so you even do a lot with clay is this would you say you enjoy clay i guess you wouldn't if you you know you make it so you probably (laughs) enjoy it right yes i really like so i like molding and casting like, I think, I think I sort of have that leftover from like, you know, our school ceramics. So, uh, like anytime you can make a mold and then like cast multiples of things, it just feels really satisfying. So like I've been practicing because once I figured out that you only have to make one on something that you like, I was like, oh, I can make one good bread I can make one good whatever you know so I've just so been practicing and working on my mold skills and, and then a good time. and then it's just all about being good at painting really yeah um like again because because I mold it if I mess up painting one of my breads I can just throw it away <laughs> and no one has to know that that one was accidentally orange right (laughs) so uh, one thing I hear a complaint about um, casting is it's so expensive do you find that like the putty the two-part putty is that I assume what you're using do you find is that a a thing with you too expensive it can be intimidating I actually so I'm working on um a whole wrap-up video of every single mold I made with one tub of mix-it putty because I you know I was curious like what what does this even mean for a miniature what does a half a pound mean and so I'm actually working on a little video to show you oh, what a half a pound yeah. of mold putty looks like what you can do with it um what percent of it was a failure because I absolutely had fails so you know I'm gonna measure it by weight and be like I'm working on it I will tell you yeah so if someone really wants that answer like me I know where to find you but how does someone find you um right or where will you post it I'm kind of only on Instagram I don't I just like don't have the bandwidth to be everywhere 
So right now I'm doing Instagram, maybe someday something else. Mm-hmm. And it's Tinkerbell makes, right? Tinkerbell yes. with an E. Yeah, and I'll have this on the show notes so they can find you. But I'll definitely be looking for that post and these walls for sure. <laughs> That's so cool. So, do you know off the top of your head what your Etsy store name is? It's Tinkerbell makes the okay. same. So yeah, there you are. Yeah, you have some amazing things on Etsy. And just to wrap up, too, I had to Google your word, your description on Instagram. What's the word that you used? Lilliputian? <laughs> yes. I'm like, okay, what is that? So I held <laughs> it and then I'm like, oh, that's so cool. It basically means small things or, you know. So that's so cool. I've never heard of that word. It's a, yeah, it's like a, like a fairy thing, you know? Okay. Like if you were going to describe fairy shoes or, you know, it's, it's just kind of annoying, fanciful, fun language. No, I- thought it was so cool even when I was trying to think of my logo and my name I'm like trying to google all these things you know small what's the a word for small or little or that word never came up so I love that word (laughs) so thank you for introducing me to that well I can't wait to see what else you have Cassie thank you again for joining me today yeah thank you so much keep it up like I said I love seeing your work and as I mentioned, I'll put all your, you know, ways, your Etsy store, your Instagram, so people can follow you and, and um, find all these goodies too. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Enjoy your day. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>